Welcome to Near Falls with D. Always talking on bars and how they win it all. Yeah, it's Near Falls with D. All the final takedown, the glory or the fall. So loosen up, step on in, wrestle with the need to win. We're talking Near Falls with D. Hall, ready or not, he's here to brawl. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Today, the featured guest is none other than Bill Bassett, owner of the compound out there in Johnstown, coach at Young Guns Wrestling Club. Super, super excited to have him on one of the young up-and-coming clubs in the country. Uh, You know, we're going to sit down and talk about um, RPW, Ranger Pride Wrestling, which, uh, you know, he's a big part of, the compound, which is the owner of, and Young Guns. You know, his his son is making the case for one of the best junior high kids in the country. Um, real excited to have him on and just kind of pick his brain and, you know, talk about some club wrestling a little bit because obviously that's the feeding ground into what high school is and uh, what high school turns into college. So um, super excited to have him on, and I'm going to bring him in right now. Hey, Bill, how you doing, buddy? Good. How's things going? Doing great, man. Super excited. We're, wrestling's right around the corner. Uh, we got all these cool different pay-per-views and stuff going on. Um, super stimulated as a wrestling fan. I'm excited. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So let's kick it off like this, man. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording here. Uh, you were, you're from Forest Hills. It's where right. you reside now. And um, where did you get to start into wrestling, man? And um, obviously you're still doing it today. You're coaching clubs and, um, it, where did the love start? Uh, cause it had to start in somewhere to have this bug for this long. Well, it's, it's crazy. Cause right now forest Hills is definitely a wrestling school. Yeah. And back when I was going through, it was definitely a, a it was a football centered school. And back in the nineties, uh, forest Hills was, was football. Uh, it was definitely in district six and usually in Western, Western PA, um, as a sophomore, I was, I was played on a team that made the state championship. So football was primarily, that was my number one sport, but, and, and wrestling was something we just, we did, my whole family did it. And, but it wasn't like it is now. And that's what I keep trying to stress to all these young kids and, and all the kids that I coach is how fortunate and how, um, how much, how many opportunities that they have now, there wasn't the opportunities that there are now. There's not, there wasn't the coaching, there wasn't the passion, there wasn't just, there just wasn't anything like that in our area. And now, I mean, my goodness, I mean, if someone could take the map of the United States and pick some spots where they would want to live, uh, Western PA and Eastern PA, uh, Lehigh Valley out there, that, that would be probably two of the most picked spots, you know, so, so where, where it all started was, you know, basically I started uh, my brother and I started in karate, and karate got pretty expensive for my parents. And they they saw the the wrestling flyer come in, come from home from school, and it was like twenty or thirty bucks for the whole year. And they were paying over that per month for karate, and that's how like my my family got started. A couple of my cousins went, and my dad never wrestled. My dad never played sports. And um, you know, it's, it's what's kind of funny about it is I can remember back in the back in the day we would be sitting at wrestling events and you know, you'd be sitting beside the person you're going to wrestle and they would talk about how many years experience do you have? And it's funny because back then it was, it meant something. And now like, you know, we, we, we often, we laugh about it because some of these kids now they have 10 years of experience 
that we had back back in the day, they they get that in in one or two years, you know. So it's just it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be giving back and you know to still be a part of it to to the day. Absolutely, and that's you know you talk about so poetically about your area. Um, that that's what we need more of in the sport is is guys like you, youth uh, positive mentors uh, that are going to build the kids up and train them in the right way. Uh, let's touch on this real quick before we get into our next segment. You talk about football. You played football. Talk about how much you used football or wrestling on the football field and how um, crazy that was for wrestlers or for other football players not even to consider wrestling and because of how uh, much it helps you. Oh, absolutely. I I think, you know, I mean, you just look at some of the stuff on social media, like some of the best defensive players in the NFL right now were, were high school wrestlers, you know, and I mean, and again, I just think that Back then, I think that, you know, kids were more three-sport uh, three athletes. And nowadays, you know, you get a lot of kids that are just wrestlers or just football players. And I think the school districts like Southern Columbia and school districts like that that are taking advantage of their wrestlers being football players and their football players being wrestlers, I mean, they're, they're reaping benefits in, on a football field as well. So I, it definitely 100% helped me. And whereas, you know, the wrestling aspect, you know, they go back, they go hand in hand for each other. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's something that, you know, uh, athletes that are getting, you know, up into the high school age, you don't necessarily have to stop and just pick one sport. You can do two sports. A lot of guys in our sport, you got a lot of little guys out there that, you know, they got to kind of stick more towards wrestling because football doesn't make much sense. But you could play track and field or whatever. There's no rules that say you have to specialize in one sport. A lot of times parents try to push that. And I don't necessarily think that that's the correct narrative all the time. Um, So, Let's talk about this, man. Going into your wrestling career, when did you really find the, the, the love for it? Because you say you started kind of late. You were doing karate. You get your start into wrestling. We're, you know, X amount of years later, man, you're still doing it. So, obviously, something clicked somewhere. Yeah, it was one of those things, like I said, like, you know, football and wrestling, whenever, you know, my career kind of ended. And, you know, I didn't go on into college or anything like that. I mean, I was, I was definitely undersized for football. And wrestling, I just didn't have the the experience, the coaching. Um, you know, like I said, there wasn't much much going here. And right. but I stayed in really, really good shape. And I have a younger brother and a younger cousin that was coming up through. And and my old high school coach was still there. And you know, and he's he kind of got me back into into coaching. And what I liked about it was, you know, you could still put on your shoes, you could still get out there on a mat and kind of compete. I was coaching football as well. And football, you know, it was great. But it's, it's, you still don't have the same um, impact as you do as a wrestling coach, you know. So what I was w- able to do is get back in there and, and wrestle with the, some of the high school kids coming up through. And, and next thing you know, it just became a love. Uh, you know, I, I found a love for it. And, you know, I coached a little bit at Forest Hills. And then I started helping John Stripmatter up at Central Cambria. Mm-hmm. And right when I started helping John Stripmatter at Central Cambria, Jody moved back. And that's when Young Guns started. So – I was, again, I was still that younger guy in, in pretty good shape. And so I started rolling around with, with the high school kids, helping young guns out. So I've been there just kind of, you know, just helping Jody out where he needs me to. Um, probably for the last, man, I think young guns been rolling now for 15 or 16 years. So I've been there pretty much every year, you know, just, just helping out. I mean, I was there before I even had sons or before I even thought about, about having sons. So it's pretty cool to go full circle like that. Absolutely. And, you talk about, you, you, you know, 
just because you don't go to college or whatever doesn't mean you can't become a great coach. Great coaches are made from more than just experience. You, you know, you got to learn how to read your kids. And, you know, there's a lot of nuances that we can get into with coaching. Uh, so talk about, let's, let's talk a little bit about Young Guns, man. The most premier club really in the country over the last 10, 15 years, like you're saying, the Nolfs of the world, Gavin Teasdale's and, Spencer Lee's and all the Franklin regional guys, you can go on and on and on from my era. And now there's a whole newer era of guys that are coming up through that are just absolutely hammers. The Gibson brothers, your son's another one. Um, that's just at, at Forest Hills alone. Um, Garrett Ninehouse, who was ranked number one in the country last year. Um, just absolute uh, incredible club. What do you attribute that? Obviously, strip miners know what they're doing, um, but is there a mindset that's something that you know other clubs around aren't getting as much? Yeah, absolutely. You know, John and Jody are just great people. You know, they're down to earth people. Like they are. Um, you know, they they speak about you know having good character and being a good person and just doing things right. And what people don't realize is that completely translates onto the mat. You know, I was actually just at our Ranger Pride practice tonight and we talked about, you know, in elementary, everyone's kind of focused because mom and dad, you know, they drive them there, they pick them up and put them on a pull-up bar and, you know, they're making sure they're getting their workouts in. And then, you know, we talked about junior high, there's more distractions and, you know, people are, are you know, distracted and you, people start to fall off high school even more. And then we have a kid, I have a kid that's going to be a senior this year. And I, I was actually speaking to him about this you know, if and when he gets to college, he's going to make a huge impact because he, he's a great kid. He's a, he has great character traits. He does everything right. He's a hard worker. You know, he truly loves the sport. He's a student of the sport. You know, and I think those are things that, you know, Jody and John have been, you know, pushing for the last 15, uh, 16 years. And, you know, not to mention, you know, everyone, you know, you, you look at young guns and you look at the success that they've had. And, you know, are they teaching any special moves? And the answer is obviously no. You know, are they showing anything different? No, it's just, it's a matter of getting a, a bunch of like-minded people together, um, like-minded families together, and just really, really working hard and just, you know, and just following through with, with all the things that they, you know, they talk about as far as just being a good person on and off the mat. Absolutely. And, and obviously the results speak for themselves with young guns. They produce in and out some of the best kids in the, you know, in the entire country. Um, so let's talk about this. Let's, let's shift gears here a little bit, man. The compound, where did that start? Uh, why did it, let's just start with that. Where did that start? Where's it located? Um, and then we'll get into kind of what's the reasoning behind it and all that. Absolutely. So, well, it started again back to my football days when, when you know, you're obviously lifting to get as big and strong and fast as you can. And we actually had a really good strength coach at Forest Hills. And I actually had an uncle, which now his son is the Gibson's dad. So, it, you know, it kind of went full circle. And I remember he used to wake us up five in the morning and we used to go and we would lift a ton of weight. So weightlifting and powerlifting and stuff like that's been in our family for a long time. And it was something that my brother and I and my cousin, we've done together for, for man, for as long as I can remember. So that has always been a, a, like a love of mine. And then even whenever I was done with, with competing myself, you know, obviously we, we still to this day, I mean, we just finished up probably less than an hour ago together. We're lifting with the kids. So it was something that we love to do. 
And then when the kids started to wrestle, we just knew how much strength could be, you know, a difference maker. So we started with my two sons and my cousin John's three boys. And next thing you know, this person said, hey, can my son help? Can my son come? Can my son come? And my, it started in my backyard, believe it or not. And we just did all kinds of crazy stuff with the little, you know, again, functional stuff like jump, you know, doing tires, flipping tires, um, doing box jumps, things of that nature. And next thing you know, we were buying sleds and we were just doing, and, and the kids were loving it. They were having so much fun. So what I ended up doing is I ended up going and, and I did um, a bunch of certifications and I got my youth certification for strength training. I got my personal training for adults and then I ended up going back and doing my nutrition one as well. So it was something that, you know, I was asking my wife, like, hey, I think this is um, an area that really, 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 um, you know, needs something. I think that, you know, it, it was, and at the time there was, there was obviously all kinds of um, wrestling clubs going around. There was all kinds, there's a baseball school around here called ERA that my, um, one of my high school teammates, he ended up making a major leagues and now he does a, it's a full-time baseball school. So all these people are making good livings off of one sport and you know with the compound I'm able to help you know um, athletes in all sports I'm able to help from young kids all the way up to you know college athletes you know not to mention male and female so I knew that there was like a kind of a niche in the market and before I opened it up there really wasn't anything like it you know and then once I opened it up I found a spot and we just started you know just growing and growing and growing and almost to the day one year to the day people started calling and they started picking my brains. And next thing you know, I was able to uh, make it into a franchise. So then it just started to build, you know, and, and it was never my goal. My goal from, from day one was to help my sons and help my nephews. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And, you know, now, I mean, we're, we, we definitely, um, you know, we have some good results and, and I think they kind of speak for themselves as far as the, you know, the results on the mat, the results on the football field, the results on the baseball field and, and the list goes on. And, and the, and the beauty behind it all is, is they love it. The, the kids love it. They work hard. You know, if I was to take just my two sons and put them through the same type of workouts, it wouldn't be nearly as fun. You know, they can't wait to get to the compound every night to be with their friends, to work hard. And, you know, and, and, and again, on the back end of it, I think you know, we're teaching them work ethic. We're teaching them how to work hard, how to, you know, um, push their bodies, you know, be mentally tough. And so, so it, it, there's just so much to it, you know, there's so much more to it than just getting the results or just getting strong. So. I love it, man. And that's a lot to unpack, but you spoke, you speak so passionately and that's the stuff that, you know, you can't teach. You can't teach the kind of passion that you talk with about the compound, man. And like you said, you franchise it, you got it, you know, a bunch of different locations now. Um, it's really, to me, just sitting here listening, it's a culture. It's what you're creating. You're creating a culture. And what's so great about it is you're creating a culture that if you work hard, you can achieve what you want. And that's what, you know, in the sport of wrestling, you can do that. And it's one of the few sports where talent means something, but it doesn't mean everything, sure. right? And that's what's so great about it. So what kind of things that, you know, Obviously, you have some absolute hammers, and just in your area, school districts, and the Gibsons, and your and your son, uh, both your sons. Uh, so, what can someone expect if they come to the compound and kind of you know check it out? And you know, what is something that you know me being a new parent, if sure. I brought my son, you know, what can I expect? Well, you're it's just going to be full of passion, you know, full of passionate coaches, and 
and um, trainers. It's going to be full of like-minded athletes that, you know, that are there for, for, you know, the reason of, of, you know, trying to be the best that they can be in whatever sport it is, you know, that's what it, you know, so that's what you get. You know, you get, you get some baseball players, some football players, some basketball players, wrestlers working out together, but they're all like-minded. They all have the same goal. And the goal is to be the best that they can be, to be the strongest they can be. And, and it's really, you know, you'd never think that that dynamic would work, but it truly does. I mean, we even have some co-ed classes where, we have some females working in with the boys and vice versa. I mean, we just had our powerlifting class and, and there's females all through it. You know, we, that class ranges from, we try to keep them from, you know, once the kids hit puberty to college age, you know, we had some college wrestlers in, in, um, at the compound tonight. So it's really, it's really cool on that. But you know, the way, you know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, is this for baseball players? Is this for, you know, different sports? Because again, they associate, I guess our group of people with wrestling and, and it absolutely is, you know, those same wrestlers, you know, they're still playing football and dominating. They're still playing baseball and, and, and they're doing amazing things. So those wrestlers also play different sports and not only is it helping them on the map, but it's helping them everywhere, you know, in their, in their athletic careers. So it's definitely really cool. Yeah. And the thing about it is what I love is you're making these kids tougher, man. I think that that's a big problem right now that we have going on as kids. A big thing that's what you took that what I took out, what you just said is mentally tough. That's rare to find, you know, wrestlers were a different breed. We kind of figure it out, but you know, with you bringing in other sports, you got to be mentally tough to go through some of these grinds and some of these workouts and just right now in everyday life, what we're going through in 2020 you know, to teach mental toughness that you can get through things. That is just overall as a life thing, that's a complete game changer. And I love that. Yeah. And I think too, you know, I tell, I tell a lot of my, I tell my classes all the time, I can make this really, really fun and easy. And I would probably quadruple my numbers, you know, but at the end of the day, that's not what, it, what we're there for. That's not what their parents are paying for. That's not what, you know, our goal and our mission was from the, from the start, you know, our goal is to make these kids, you know, great people, but make them, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, mentally tougher. And you know what? I think that at the end of the day, it's, it's always worked for us because like I said, you get to write the, you know, the, the same like-minded people. If we would do it on the, op the opposite end of it, it would be a disaster. You know, you'd have kids there that are getting dropped off. They really don't want to be there. And I just think that would just probably um, ruin the atmosphere. So I think it's, you know, that's another thing that's been working well is just having kids in there that, all want to, you know, succeed and do the best they can. So talk, of, let's talk about, let's go shift gears more towards wrestling, man. Sure. You're putting together some impressive, impressive kids coming out of the compound. What do you attribute that to, man? Uh, you know, you, you're obviously young guns is not far from you guys. I'm sure they're doing double duties. Um, sure. You know, that area, it's it, it to me, that area is slept on in PA. Everyone talks about the Pittsburgh Area 7 area, you know, the Whippy Old 7 area and District 11 out in Philly, like you said right off the top. But, you know, you guys are really starting to turn out some really um, hammers. Uh, what's it like uh, kind of growing that, that, that area? I think, you know, it, it started out just getting, like I said, having that core group of kids who just really, really loved it. And next thing you know, you know, they start pulling their friends in and a buddy starts and, and, you know, they, they show up every single day, you know, with, with the same mindset of, of working as hard as they can. And, and I think, you know, it's definitely, I'm not going to say the compounds, the reason, cause it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, you know, 
a factor, but mm-hmm. having young guns, having, you know, on the off nights, having Ranger Pride, having the compound, having all kinds of opportunities that this area has and, and everyone taking advantage of it. I think that, you know, that's a, a perfect storm. You know, I've heard it um, characterized before as, you know, like people, you know, we've had, there's people who've moved to this area for the sole purpose of, of the training environment and the training um, opportunities, you know, uh, young guns, they, they pull in so many amazing technicians and they bring coaches in all the time. And then on the flip side of that, you know, we say you can, you can know every, every move in a, in a book, but if you're not strong enough and your technique is, is, you know, outclassing your strength, you're not going to be able to, you know, do it. And then on the, on the flip side, you could be the strongest guy in the world, but if you don't have no technique, so we, you know, we, we preach all the time that, you know, as your strength's coming up, so is your wrestling and, and, you know, your experience and all that. And, and as you're, they're going up, you know, that's when you're, you're going to become a, a definitely a monster in the sport of wrestling. No doubt. And, and so let's, I a hundred percent agree with you. And I think everything that you guys got going on there, you know, absolutely incredible. Let's pick fun at one of my favorite human beings on earth though, Justin Waters, who kind of helped me set this interview up uh, with you. You know, I've, I've obviously, I'm a wrestling nut. I've been, a, you know, noticed what you guys are doing, but you know, when he said I can get an interview, I had to jump on it with you. Uh, he said you guys did a lot of coaching uh, through, you know, around through the, you know, the VAC Dolls, the Wildwood Dolls. So what's your favorite Justin Waters story? Because, you know, I love Justin Waters stories. Justin's a, he's an, a phenomenal person. He's a great coach. Uh, you know, I've learned so much from him, just, just being in a corner with him. You know, yeah. so anytime I had the opportunity and I knew I was going to coach with Justin, I, I knew that, you know, I was kind of, had my notebook around because like I knew I was going to learn from him and I did every single time, but I got all kinds of funny Justin waters. I could go into Lee Taddy stories. I got uh, all kinds legendary, of legendary from your way. And, yeah. um, but man, my Justin waters, what, uh, again, awesome coach, awesome dad, awesome person. But one time we were coaching team PA and we were down at a Heartland Dole's down in Tennessee and we had a really good team. It was, it had the Gibson boys, uh, Bo was on a team. Ty was on a team. Nico Taddy, um, Grant McKay. It was just, it was loaded. And we were in the finals. And Justin is very vocal and Justin's passionate. And so he was coaching. And I'm, we're side by side and we're coaching it. It was a very, very intense duel. And it was in the finals against, I think it was Michigan or someone like that. And out of the corner of my eye, Justin's going crazy. And I see him like kind of reach out and he snags he snags something and next, you know, and he real nonchalantly, he just, he kind of continues to coach. Oh, and God. It, oh yeah. So after the match we're you know, and he never said a word and I never really said a word either. Cause to be honest, I didn't know what it was. And after the match, I'm like, did your, what flew out of your mouth? And, and he, and at the time I didn't even, I knew him, but I didn't know him as well as I do now. And he, you know, he told me he had some MMA fights and stuff and his front teeth, or it's basically just, just, uh, you know, he has his fake teeth and they flew out and he caught him and he threw him back in his mouth. Like as he was coaching, he never missed a beat. And <laughs> that's just, you know, one quick story. The other thing is no matter what, just Justin didn't care. Like, you know, we could have just beat a team 90 to nothing, but Justin in between every single match would bring the whole team together, even though he was going to be coaching some of the kids that maybe were, were going to wrestle his kids in the Pennsylvania state, you know, state events. And, and it didn't matter to him. And that's what really stuck out in me and, you know, coaching with him and, 
is it, it wasn't even about like my kids versus your kids or whatever. It was about just making everyone better. And, and, you know, anytime he's around, it's just, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table. That's for sure. Uh, man, I love it. Like you can't, and I knew as soon as you saw, as soon as I've seen him do that probably 15 times. <laughs> so as soon as you started, I knew you were gone. He's a legend, man. I love him to death. Like a uh, big brother, almost a father figure to me, him and his brother. Uh, great stuff. So let's let's end the let's end the show off like this. Uh, I ask everyone this question: What is uh, your favorite pin that you've ever been a part of uh, coaching? Oh man! So coaching outside of my sons, you could put your sons in it. Let's yeah. do one with your sons, and okay. let's do another one. I got you. So I coached a kid named John Rizzo when he was in high school. He was a three-time to Johnstown. Yep, he went to yeah. Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And John Rizzo, that was probably the first man. That was the first high school co- or, uh, you know wrestler that I got really, really attached to. And uh, I can remember he was a freshman. I think he was in a 220 class. And as a freshman, that's that's a huge uphill battle. And I remember we got the states, and you know people were we were doing like we had some downtime, and everyone was picking the champ for the weight classes, you know, we threw some, whatever we, you know, we were just messing around doing mm-hmm. the predictions and I'll never forget. He, you know, he had his name listed as a, you know, the 220 champ, right. you know, and, and not many people at, at 220 as a freshman, you know, gave him a lot of credit and he had a huge upset. I can't think of who he beat, but he had a huge upset. And I remember he, he got a big pin. He always hit a left-handed headlock. And if you didn't know it was coming, I don't, I don't care who you are. You could have been, you know, the greatest wrestler ever. If you don't know, didn't know it was coming, he, he was going to hit you with it at least once. And <laughs> he hit a left-handed headlock and it, you know, and it just kind of shook the whole giant center. And it, it was definitely one that I remember, but as a dad, as a, as a, you know, coach of my sons. Um, and let me stop you, man. You've done really good. You haven't really talked about your sons too much, man. Both your sons are hammers. You should say, you know, your, your kids are absolutely incredible. I'm excited to hear this story and, and uh, I won't leave one or the other out. You can give me stories for both of them. So that sure. way you're not, you're not choosing one. Sure. Well, I'll start with my, my younger son and my younger son's in fifth grade and he's a two time state champ. He was definitely going to, you know, he was going to, he was going to have a good shot this year before COVID hit. And so I'll start with him. So he was seven years old. And when he won his first state title and Bo already had a couple state titles under his belt. So I don't want to say there was pressure, but I think it was one of them deals where he just always wanted to be like, you know, his older brother. And I remember he was wrestling someone that would, he would go back and forth with. And it was one of them deals where I don't want to say as a rookie dad or as a young dad, but it was one of those ones where I saw the bracket come out and I was like a little bit nervous for him. And I knew he was too a little bit. And I remember him pulling off a big pin and he, you know, again, my sons love wrestling. So they're always watching flow and watching videos. And, and I remember he, he my wife and, and, and our family was down there. And I remember him flexing, like, you know, he just won an NCAA title. And I think it was in a semifinal. It wasn't even for the state title, but he ended up eventually going on and winning. But I'll, I'll never forget that one. And then probably Bo's uh, pinned this year in the state finals. Uh, he had a hammer bracket. He wrestled. I think it was, let me think. I think he, he wrestled 87 all year long and everyone was talking about 92 and 92 is loaded. And so I told him, you know, you have, you know, you could wrestle 87 and basically wrestle the same kids 
you know, you wrestled the last couple of years or you can challenge yourself and, you know, you know, basically put it on the line and he chose to do it. And he went to 92 and 92 was just completely loaded. It, it just, I think there was four, four state champs. Um, there was just a ton of really good kids, a lot of good talent. And he, um, he bustled through the, through the event. And then in the finals, he wrestled a really tough kid from Cannon Mac and um, he ended up catching a pin and uh, it was just, you know, it was just amazing to see his, his enthusiasm and just, you know, I mean, he, he very rarely does he celebrate or come, you know, and he was really, really pumped up and not to mention it was in Johnstown. So a lot of people don't get the opportunity to watch my boys as much because we're usually outside the, you know, the area. And so it was, there was a lot of people down there to support him. And, and it was, it was just, it was very, um, it was cool for me as a dad and as a coach. Absolutely. I mean, as your as your son, you, you watch him retrieve one of his goals. I won't say his dreams because that's sure. going to come, right? Sure. But for his goals, that's certainly to hit that checkpoint along the way as he goes into high school, um, late junior high and into high school. It's it's certainly cool. I can I can only imagine. Um, well, let's let's finish it up like this, man. Give me your times for the compound. What you guys got going on? What you got coming up? Um, and how you're you know, how COVID's kind of affecting everything and, um, you know, what you guys are doing to kind of make things work. Yeah, absolutely. So just a couple real quick, you know, so we have, like I said before, we have different locations. We have one that just opened up down, I think it's down towards, you know, the, the southern end of Pittsburgh. That's the uh, compound steel, uh, steel town. We have one in York. We have one in Murraysville. That's ran by Shane Velko. He was a UPJ national champ, for Steel's guy. We have one in El Tuna. We have one in uh, Latrobe, and that's run by the Lydic brothers. Ty Lydic, he just wrestled in um, – I think he just wrestled Seen in uh, – Yeah, he wrestled there, and I, he's still competing. So that one's up and running. Um, the one in Cleveland is the Voinovich, uh, Victor Voinovich. He just wrestled in who's number one in the past two years. His father's the one that's running that one. We have one in Berwick. Um, we have two that are uh, potentially popping open here, um, one in Nashville, one in Florida. And then obviously with COVID, you know, it, some of them, it, it definitely didn't help, you know, and, and we've had some that kind of, you know, didn't make it through the COVID stage, you know, just with, with the way, you know, the one in Detroit, um, the Michigan governor just, you know, kind of didn't help them. That's for sure. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, they, they couldn't keep it running and a few other ones, but um, overall, everyone's back up and running and we're hoping that, you know, we can stay full steam ahead. Um, another cool thing that, we're going to be um, kicking off here real soon is we're going to open up um, a supplement um, kind of portion off the compound. It's going to be called the compound farms. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to focus on youth supplements. You know, as a dad, I'm always looking, you know, what, what, you know, can help my sons, but yet I don't obviously want to put anything in their body that could ever affect them. And with them being, you know, younger, you know, I'm always looking, I'm always looking. And I figure, you know what, what's the best way then to kind of come up with, you know, my own, um, I don't know, mixture or, you know, put the ingredients in that I want them to have and, and obviously not put as much in as, in as much garbage and stuff like that. So that's going to be exciting. I have, um, a line coming out. I have two different products. I'm going to have one. It's going to be more of a, a focus slash natural energy type drink. Um, we, we dabbled with that before and, um, we've had a lot of success with it. And, uh, we also, um, we have a green mix coming out and, that's very, very important. And it's always been important to my, my sons and, and my, my nephews is they've always been, you know, pretty strong and pretty um, 
pretty jacked up for their ages. And I, and I truly believe it has a lot to do with, you know, everyone says, you know, everyone knows the food pyramid and everyone knows how important it is to eat their vegetables, but how many people do actually do, you know, and I guarantee you that number's, you know, very, very low. And that's something that we've always really put a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stress on. And I think the easiest way to do it is, is by, you know, just kind of drinking them at like a shake, just like you would your protein or, you know, you would, you know, supplementing other things. And uh, that's something that we've been doing for years. Um, it's something that, you know, we, we come up with our own mix and, you know, instead of, you know, juicing all kinds of vegetables together, we, we have, we're going to have a mix come out. And again, it's, you know, one, one shake, you're going to be able to get your, um, your daily value and, and, you know, your vegetables. And I truly believe as a strength coach and someone who's been in nutrition a long time, I truly believe that's a game changer. You know, it's going to, not only it's going to help their immune system, but it's going to help them get stronger. It's going to help them, you know, just, just per, uh, perform as an athlete. So pretty excited about that as well. Absolutely, man. And you know what? You, you're living my dream. You're, you're running a business through wrestling. If I can quit my job and do a business uh, through wrestling, I'd do it tomorrow. So I, I, I love, I can appreciate what you got going on. You, obviously your results are speaking for themselves. Um, do you have anything else for me before we kind of sign off? Yeah, just, you know, I mean, I just basically want to say that, you know, like there's no doubt that, you know, I'm, I'm as, you know, as a coach, as a dad, as an uncle, you know, like, I'm definitely going to leave this. I'm going to go as hard as I can with these guys and, and I'm going to leave my mark as, as a coach. And, you know, my goal is, you know, someday these guys to be able to come back and kind of hand over the compound or have them open up some locations and, you know, maybe give Ranger pride off to these, you know, to some of my nephews or my sons one day and just kind of keep this tradition, you know, going for a long time. Uh, I, you know, that's my goal. You know, it's, it's one of my goals was, always to be able to, you know, coach my sons and be able to work out with my sons. And, and I'm kind of living that now. And, and another goal would be, you know, to be able to see these guys come back, you know, and next thing you know, they're going to be starting families and, and just seeing the tradition go, you know, for a long time. I get asked the question all the time, like when Keegan's up through, you know, is, is that going to be at the end of Ranger Pride? And he, the answer is absolutely not. You know, the answer is, you know, I can't wait for that next dad to come up through with, and we do, we have some really, tough young kids coming up through and their, you know, dads are great people. Their families are great people. So, you know, I'm hoping to be able to pass that off and, you know, God willing, I'm hoping to be able to travel around and watch these guys instead of watching them at VAC duels, I'll be watching them in the NCAAs and, you know, sitting back and hanging out with their parents and just enjoying, you know, the, the journey, I guess that they, you know, put forth. So. Awesome stuff, Bill. Awesome. Awesome. Incredible stuff. Super. Uh, big thank you for ha uh, for coming on my podcast and kind of hanging out with me, talking some wrestling, talking some compound. Uh, I love it, love it, love it. Uh, but real quickly, guys, before I sign off, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, I just talked to and secured uh, that I'm going to have the Cruz brothers from the Lehigh Valley, Valley and Lehigh University. They're going to come on, sit down, talk some wrestling, talk about their journey through the sport and how they kind of helped each other out. Super excited to have that on. Um, and that show will be the launch of my YouTube channel. Um, so you guys can kind of check that out. Really excited. Going to be some great stuff, but, uh, that is all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for coming on, coming in, hanging out, talking some wrestling with me and Bill here. Um, we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>